0: And guests on our show receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, that's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell them, Maggie, tell Maggie and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Now at 630Chad.com momentarily. Should be hooking up here uh, with John Shannon. At uh, a Rocky Mountain House, Bob, regarding the World Hockey Championship, what was Darnell Mur- uh, Nurse's plus-minus in that game? Uh, in the one game I watched, he got walked too often. Well, I, I'm pretty sure he was minus one. It happens. Brian says, Bob, don't forget, Canada was, uh, you know, 0.04 seconds away from being knocked out by the Swiss. Uh there were too many slow players more than, uh, on the team than normal. Surprised they did as well as they did and surprised that they took care of the checks in the fashion that they did. That one uh, comes to us from Brian. This text comes to us out of Edmonton. Bob, why is Bob predicting NBA results when he can't even successfully predict the sport that he is an expert on? Well, touche. It's been a tough year in the NHL playoff front. By the way, how did you do in the first round? Because there were a few upsets. Like, hey, if you called the New York Islanders to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, or is that who beat the Pittsburgh? Now I'm confused. Uh, Who did did, uh, Columbus beat? Tampa? Who did Carolina beat? Exactly. This text comes to us from Greg in Red Deer. Bob, the Edmonton Oilers should trade Darnell Nurse. Milan Lucic in their first-round pick this year for Oliver Ekman Larson. Um. Greg adds an additional comment. Bob, you need to stay in your lane. Stay out of basketball. The Raptors will win. And Samarukov looks good. Actually, I thought Samarukov was just okay uh, at the Memorial Cup. I didn't think he knocked it out of the park. Uh, Sean Dersey, his defense partner, had a good tournament. This text comes in out of. Edmonton, Bob, are NHL players back eligible to play in the Olympics? Well, we're not going to know. Not going to know. They're gonna, they need to make a decision, I believe, by September of 2020, which will coincide with an interesting time for the CBA whether or not we'll have. We might even get some clarity on that with our next guest, John Shannon, coming up. Brennan, how you doing? How's it going today? Oh, it was good to this point. It was good to this point? Ready to fill a bit here, or what?
1: Yeah, maybe just... Uh, maybe the text line might help us out here. All
0: right. Uh, so six thirty, six thirty on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, with Dave Tippett, In the picture, do you think the Edmonton Oilers should reconsider Tobias Reeder? Uh, I'd say that maybe Joe Kim Niger has kind of taken a spot there that maybe Reeder was in last year at about a million dollars cheaper. And by the way, Keith Gretzky did say in an interview that we did with him, I asked him about uh, Luke Phillip, and Keith mentioned, you know, we weren't in on Phillip, but maybe there could be more of a potential and possibility for a little bit older European uh, that could bring some speed to the lineup and that was months ago so there we have it without further ado we are pleased to be joined on the line by our regular Monday contributor to the show, John Shannon, hi John, how are you? Hey Bob, how are you doing? Good, Uh, well I guess we start with the obvious starting place the fact Uh, that the Toronto Raptors
1: What what, what, what do I have for lunch? (laughs) Oh the Raptors yes, the (laughs) Raptors My goodness gracious! You know the—I uh, tell you what, though. Uh, Scotia Bank Arena the other night reminded me of old Northlands Coliseum in the mid '80s. It was rocking. It me of, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, I've, I've, for the record, I've got Golden State in five. I mean, they're pretty uh,
1: good. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm yeah. not going to disagree with you. The key thing is, is what will the. Uh, what will Golden they do uh, uh, if Kawhi doesn't have the ball?
0: Right. <laughs> I think they'll do okay. Texas at 6.30, 6.30. John, are we going to have a press conference here tomorrow?
1: I think you will. I think they're going to announce uh, Dave Tippett as the uh, next head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, sir.
0: Um, and obviously off day for the Stanley Cup final and a non-travel day as well. So does that have anything to do with the timing?
1: I actually think it's probably got more to do with the fact that the combine is uh, up and running in Buffalo, and uh, and I'm sure Kenny wants to be in Buffalo as soon as possible. Right. You know the, the days of, uh, I mean, obviously the commissioner would like nothing more than no news during the Stanley Cup final, but there are things that are inevitable if you haven't hired your coach because you got a new general manager. So uh, you have to take that opportunity. I still remember. The day between games one and two in Chicago with the Pittsburgh Penguins when Cliff Fletcher brought Pat Burns from Montreal to Toronto. So things always happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's really, at this stage of the game, it would be absolutely stunning if it was anybody else other than Dave Tippett, right?
1: No, no, it's Dave Tippett. There we go. I think think that's a given. I think that uh, if you had talked to Ken Holland even before he got the job and asked him, uh, if you were to start a new team, who would your coach be? I think that uh, I think Dave Tippett would be at the top of that list too.
0: Are you surprised it took this long?
1: Um, no, because I, I, when you look at the timeline from the from the moment that Kenny got hired uh, to everything else that needed to happen, the departure of Craig McTavish, uh, the you know the change in in scouting with Dwayne Sutter, the amateur and pro meetings that occurred uh, going to Bakersfield to watch the Condors play uh, I think there, there's only so many hours in a day and uh, once uh, once Kenny and Dave got together at the end of last week on the west coast uh, then this made some sense
0: Alright um, Any clue as to what happened staff wise with uh, the Tippett hiring? I don't
1: I, I don't know uh, at all I think that uh, again uh, you, you don't you, whether the whether the assistant coaches have been given permission to talk to others uh is uh, is one thing uh or, or whether they're uh whether some are going to stay i think that that, that's uh, that's probably going to be uh starting to be discussed when dave comes to town
0: can an argument be made that you should have some continuity on the staff moving forward
1: i think so i i wouldn't be surprised i mean i you know they uh there there are some Great young lights on that team that uh, played very well and did some positive things with a couple of those assistant coaches. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Trent Yanni stay if, uh, if push came to shove, and uh, that might be a good thing for Tippett defensively.
0: Well, that, now, would that preclude Jim Playfair coming here? Because he's kind of followed Tippett around a bit.
1: You know what? We could we can, we, can we can play can this game all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we could. So, I mean, I... I I, uh, I have not talked to Dave in the last little while and have no indication of who or what he's going to bring.
0: All right. For the record, at any point, uh, I mean, so, you know, certainly it looks like Dave Tippett's the guy. In in Seattle, was there a guarantee that he'd be GM or head coach, or was he mostly a consultant?
1: No, I, my, my understanding was, and in the radio interviews that I did with Dave, and maybe he was playing the political game with all of us, Was that he was strictly there as a shoulder for Todd Laiwicki, who's the president of the Seattle franchise, to lean on in the hockey operations side, to have somebody in hockey operations as they got prepared, someone who had a network of people he could call and then help with the design of the, or the redesign of of the new Seattle arena. Uh, So uh, that's what Tippett's role was initially in Seattle. And there was he was not going to be the manager. And in fact, I asked Dave if he was going to coach, and he said no at that point. But that was more than a year ago. Well, just after he got hired.
0: Yeah, John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. You can text us at six thirty, six thirty. Tweet us at Oilers Now. John, you think? I mean, Dave's got a reputation for being a um, a more of a defensive coach. Was that in relation to the sort of team that he had in Arizona? Because when he was in Dallas, his, team could sco- uh, his teams could score? Uh,
1: I think defense first has always been uh, part of what Dave Tippett has been part of, even heck as a player way back when, whether it be for Dave King uh, on the national team or with the Hartford Whalers. Uh, I mean, I think defense first, and, and I there are some – I think in Edmonton that would agree that if they can find a way to improve defensively without compromising what Connor and Leon do up front, then this team is going to be much better off and we will have a chance to make the playoffs.
0: Were you surprised, we're going to switch focus to a couple other teams here, the Ottawa Senators went down the D.J. Smith route. Were you surprised at that?
1: Well, we knew he was one of the seven interviews, so we weren't cut off guard with it. Uh, I think that for some of us the indications had have, had uh, appeared to be Jacques martin coming back um, at the same time uh, in listening to Pierre dorian and figuring out since the hire is that uh, he liked the approach uh, that uh, that Dj had and his glib uh, attitude uh, to many things I think that it might end up being a positive one for for the Ottawa senators
0: yeah. Are they still looking for a president above Pierre Dorian?
1: Uh, there are, that's a semantics issue right now, Bob. You know, you keep hearing this, they're going to hire a, a president, or some people inside the organization have called it now a senior advisor. Really, what they're looking for isn't necessarily somebody uh, to make the final decision on hockey operations, but rather to be a buffer between hockey ops and Pierre Dorian and the owner. Um, quite frankly, uh, the passing of Brian Murray, uh, they have never they have never been the same as an organization. Uh, and Br- Brian had an, a tremendous ability to manage Mr. Melnick very well, uh, and in the last couple of years, allowed Pierre to be the, the general manager of the team and gave him some advice and and gave him a shoulder to lean on. So, from that perspective, I, I think that that was a that was a great relationship. Both ways, and in, in Ottawa, uh, whether it was an internal decision or someone from the outside said you better do this, uh, that's what they're trying to do: is is create a create a, a buffer between ownership and hockey operations.
0: Now we hear uh, the Anaheim uh, Ducks farm team, San Diego, Dallas-Aikens, they missed the playoffs a year ago. They lost like their final seven games to miss the playoffs. This past year they dropped four or five in, and if they would lost to Colorado their final game, they would have missed. Uh, but they, And they had a bunch of guys recalled second half of the year. A lot of people just assume that uh, they, they won that final game, they knocked off the Oilers farm team Bakersfield in six games, uh, including winning a four-overtime game in Game 1. Uh, Bakersfield didn't have their best offensive player, Cooper Marody, in that series. Um, a lot of people think it's fait accompli that the uh, Anaheim Ducks hired Dallas Aikens, the former Oilers head coach, as their next head coach up from San Diego. Um, but we're hearing there's some other names in the mix.
1: Yeah, There seems to be an interesting um, couple of opinions coming out of... Uh, the Ducks organization. And, and it, it, I'm, I'm not sure whether Bob Murray, the general manager, and uh, Henry and Susan Samwelli, the owners, are on the same page. I, I'm led to believe that uh, the Samwellis um, would prefer Dallas to come and coach the Ducks. And Bob Murray has pushed back a little bit, hence the reason for these interviews uh, the last little while, including Lane Lambert. Um, so from that perspective, I'm, I'm not even sure when the coaching decision will be made in, uh, in Anaheim, or are they going to wait until the end of the Calder Cup now uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, everything is, is copacetic. So that, that's an interesting one. I, I don't know. That's a, uh, there seems to be, as I said, a disagreement. And by the way, you, you talk about uh, them getting better in the playoffs. you know how many guys – played in both San Diego and Anaheim this year. How many different players played on both rosters? 12? Any idea?
0: 25. 25? Holy. Yes, sir. That is unbelievable.
1: 25. So, you know, certainly obviously when they when 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 Bob Murray went behind the bench, I think that there became a a real airlift between San Diego and Orange County to uh, to see what what they had and guys like Sam Steele were put in a a, pl- uh, a, a place to prosper for the ducks, and obviously has a, a very bright future uh, in that organization. So here comes my, uh, my, my fire is that I, your ride? Right? Yeah, that's my that's my car driver right there. Yeah. Yeah, big red lights. I've never never been on one of those.
0: No, um, you, were, you were you were out on Saturday night, weren't you? Celebrating with all the other Raptors fans, and nobody had any trouble that night.
1: I don't know about that. This town's this town. Uh, people in Toronto, they still don't know how to party like people in Edmonton, I can assure you
0: of that. Nothing like playing to the market, John. We appreciate that. John Shannon joining (laughs) us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. All right, uh, ever the politician. So, here we go. Uh, Ever
1: or never? Ever or never? Well, you could say
0: ever the politician, right? (laughs) I guess. Pretty simple if you want to play politics in Alberta. You know? Just go take oh, a look. No. Go take a look at Brett Wilson's Twitter. And that's all you need to do right there. I am not I'm not going there. Well, I do once in a while, you know that. <laughs> I I think Canada's politics should be like Survivor. Instead okay. of pro, instead of provinces deciding whether or not they want to go, the other provinces decide who gets voted off the island. And I know which province is going first. So you know what? I like to keep the country together as much as possible. I'm not sure that's the best thing for everybody anymore. Oh, All right. don't, go, don't go there. Except during the Olympics. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> hey, should we be upset that Canada didn't win the gold medal in the world championship against the Finnish team that didn't have a player or forward in the NHL last year? Yeah, I, I thought the Finns, listen, the Finns knocked
1: off the, the Russians in the semifinal, knocked off Canada played better played a played a brand of hockey on that 200 by 100 surface that uh, uh they play the boards better than anybody right now I, I i don't think we should be upset at all in fact i you know i, I know that we you know this is a country that never plays for silver um, but i'll tell you what i thought that team that was over in slovakia was entertaining they had some uh s- some great young players get exposed to the game, and I think that any NHL team that had a guy go over is probably thrilled the way they played for Canada, and hopefully it'll auger well for those guys on their regular club teams next year.
0: John, tonight NHL Hockey and Rogers, Hockey Night in Canada has the game on the Stanley Cup Final. Who do you like between Boston and St. Louis?
1: I like Boston. Uh, I, I think that both teams in many ways uh, they have depth up front. They have uh, good blue lines, goaltenders, a a coin toss. I just like the Bruins' speed more. I I think at a certain point, if you have big, fast guys versus big, slow guys, the big, fast guys win. And I think the Bruins, in the end, uh, are faster. Uh, And uh, even though both teams are deep, I'm not suggesting a sweep at all, six or seven, but I think the Bruins will win.
0: You gotta. I mean, with all due respect to Jordan Binnington, he doesn't have the experience of Tuukka Rask. I mean, this is a guy in Binnington, John. This might have been his last year in pro hockey if he didn't gain any traction this year. He might have been shutting her down.
1: Yeah, you know, you're you're not wrong, Bob. But I'll tell you what, he's been given the opportunity. He has taken full use of that opportunity, and uh, there isn't a cooler guy at the Stanley Cup final right now than Jordan Binnington. I'm not sure what kind of heart rate he has but he has been one of the key reasons why the Blues are here
0: yeah no question about that what's the over under on Maroon versus Chara three they've scrapped twice in the
1: last three years you don't see fights in the Stanley Cup final I think you, talking about? you, I think think see you might see ten-
0: I think you might see one in this series well
1: how about a lunch at Rost Chris if we see a Maroon Chara fight I don't I think we're gonna see one at all oh well that's uh, three lunches for one and you're on no, no, either uh, this, you don't see fights in the Stanley Cup Final. No, those were that the doesn't d- happen. Hey, by the way, of all the you know all
0: those years, John, you used to produce the broadcasts for Hockey yep. Night. Did you have a favorite Stanley
1: Cup Final? Oh gosh, uh, I'll tell you what, eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven was something because. Uh, you know, it was the return of the Oilers. They they were supposed to, you know, th- this was supposed to be their fourth in a row at that point. Yeah. With the loss to Calgary the year before, uh, then up 3-1, and then the Flyers came back, won 5-6 to set up game seven at the Coliseum. I, I think 87 is the most memorable. And by the way, with the first time, and this is a little bit of a trivia, the first time ever a Stanley Cup playoff game ended in June. Because by the time we gave the cup away, it was 1.30 in the morning in St. John's Newfoundland, June the 1st. Yeah. So, so I think I think 87 at the Coliseum was my favorite.
0: Clearwater, B.C. That's where I was in 1987 on
1: May 31st. Yeah, I, you, were, what, you were about six? No, I camping no. Or something?
0: no I, well, I only had one chin. Were you planting trees then, I, I, was, I only had one chin. <laughs> and it was the big boss's birthday that day, and he was in the stands, so there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. John, uh, so you're taking the Bruins in six, and you're taking Golden State in five. Yeah, I am, actually. Wow, makes for bad radio when everybody agrees, John.
1: Well, no, but you've you've got Patrick Maroon over. Uh, yes, Star I, I do. Fight. No, no, no,
0: I don't have him winning the fight. I have Chara Maroon okay. three. I, okay.
1: Yeah, for, for well, a lunch at Roos
0: Chris. Lunch at Roos Chris, you're on, John. Because you haven't paid for the last two yet. Hey, 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 keep that down. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Thanks, John. Talk to you later. Okay. You bet. No, bye-bye. And speaking of Bruce, Chris, guests on our show receive gift certificates to Bruce Chris. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. Coming up at 1.05 today, Joachim Nygaard out of Sweden. And then we'll open up the phone lines. Right now, though, we're going to head off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and uh, recalibrate the show at 105 this is Oilers Now Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad